All right. Well, welcome, everyone. My name is Daniel, and uh, I am the lead pastor at Blackhawk Fitchburg, but I am thankful to be with all of you today and to be a part of this summer camp series. You know, before we kind of kick things off, I want to make sure and say welcome to those of you who are online, or maybe if you're listening to the podcast to keep up with the series, way to go, way to keep doing that. And uh, for those of you who are in our Gospel Fusion venue or traditions, and of course, those downtown and at my home church, Fitchburg, love you guys, miss you. Uh, I also want to say a greeting to those of you who are Chinese speakers, Di Zhongming Peng Han, and for those of you who are Spanish speakers, Bienvenido a Blackhawk. So it is good to be together on this Sunday. Now, you know, for me, before I was a lead pastor at Blackhawk Fitchburg, I was a student pastor at a church in Pennsylvania uh, called West Shore E Free. It was a great church and a good community. And one of the parts of my job was that I had to take students to summer camp every summer. And, uh, you know, we didn't go up north like you do here in Wisconsin. No, we actually went to beach camp uh, on the Jersey Shore. And uh, so the camp we went to was called Harvey Cedars. Now, with any camp, you need to make sure and pack all the right items, right? You need to make sure and have the important things. So students would often bring, of course, their clothes. Uh, they would bring any toiletries. Uh, they would bring, you know, soap and things like that. But somehow it seemed like two liters of Mountain Dew would always make it in their suitcase or other candy items, you know, Twizzlers and things like that would always make sure they were on the list. But another thing that the students would make sure and pack was often a towel. Now, at Harvey Cedars, because it was a beach camp, you would, of course, pack a beach towel. But if you were a boy and you stayed in the boys' cabins, you learned very quickly you needed to pack a second kind of towel, a towel that was used for the towel whipping fights that would often come out where people are just wandering around and students, we had like 30 or 40 kids and these boys would come out with these towels and they just pop out, pop out. And then of course, as leaders, it was our job to be the responsible ones. So we also brought special towels and we got involved. And then as the youth pastor, I, of course, had to dominate. But anyway, it was great and a lot of fun. And it's one of my main memories was all these little towel-whipping fights we would have. So that was kind of summer camp for me. And, uh, of course, you know, that was one use uh, of a towel, right, playing that, that game together. But there's many uses for towels, right? They, they kind of just get the job done, in a sense, right? They, they're great for cleaning up messes around the house. They're great for, you know, if you're working on your car or things like that. They're, they're great for drying your hands. And of course, they are an important item for defense at summer camp. So why am I talking about towels? Well, campers, today, we are going to look at a story where Jesus takes a towel and does something unexpected. And it speaks to the kind of people that we are to become. Open your Bibles to John chapter 13 or your Bible apps uh, to go to John chapter 13. Now, the Gospel of John is a book. It's really like a biography of Jesus's life, and it tells us kind of what he did and who he is, what we should know about him. And uh, so where we're at in the story is that there's been years of ministry that have already taken place, but Jesus is really about to end things. His ministry is about to end. He's about to die. And on one of the last nights with his disciples, he has a meal with them. Now, John, who's the author of this text, is also a disciple, and he gives us a unique window into what happened at that meal. So let's pick up in John, verse 1, and begin reading there. 
It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing like a robe or cloak, and he wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Now, we learned a few weeks ago from camp counselor Chris that we don't read the Bible quickly. We read it slowly, right? We read it slowly. So I want to take a moment to slow down and look at what's going on here John really tells us some unique things. He tells us what Jesus knew. Look what it says here in verse one. It says, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. It also tells us here later in the text that Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. You see, Jesus knew he didn't have much time left. And I don't know about you, but when I don't have a lot of time left, I do the most important things. So what did Jesus do with the time he had left? He got up from the meal and he took the towel and he washed the disciples' feet. You see, that's where we see the towel come right into the story. Now for you or I, you know, if we invite people over to our home and we, you know, they come in and as customary in Wisconsin, right, you take off your shoes, but what if uh, the guest or the host was saying, okay, now I wanna wash your feet? Well, that would be very weird, right? That's because it's not part of our culture today, right? The Bible wasn't written to us, but it was written for us. That was very common in the culture then because, well, people didn't have cars, they didn't have buses that they you know, were transported in. So they walked everywhere they went and they walked in sandals. So it made sense their feet would get dirty. And so it's very common that when someone would come over for a meal or something like that, that, that their feet would be washed. Now, what was interesting is that most of the time, the person washing their feet was a servant. It was never the rabbi. It was never the teacher because of his status. In fact, culturally, Jesus could have asked any one of the disciples, hey, go and, and grab it and wash my feet. And that would have been completely acceptable. In fact, I bet the disciple would have felt honored to do it. But Jesus didn't do that, right? Jesus didn't do that. The culture actually said, Jesus, this is not the job for you. It's the job for someone else. But Jesus said, no, it's the job for me. So he got up from the meal and he took the towel and he washed the disciples' feet. Now, this action was confusing and surprising to all of those in the room. Look what Peter says in verse six. It says, Jesus came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? You can see, sincerely, he's confused at what's happening here. Pick up in verse seven. Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, said Simon Peter, well, then, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. 
Jesus answered, those who have a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that's why he said, not everyone was clean. Again, let's slow down here and look at this text. In verse eight, Jesus says, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Well, why did he say that? So Jesus knew what was about to happen. Jesus knew that he was about to go to the cross, that he was gonna die and that his blood would be shed. He also knew that the shedding of his blood is what would cleanse the disciples and us from our sin. Look at what John later wrote in 1 John 1, 7. He wrote, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. You see, Jesus knew that, but Peter didn't, right? Peter didn't know that yet. All he knew is that his master, his teacher said, I have to wash you if you wanna be with me. So Peter's like, well, fine, wash my feet, wash my hands, wash, wash me all over. What a great testimony to Peter's heart, right? He's like, if this is what it takes to be with you, I'm in. Okay, before we move on, let's look at those last few verses where he says, Jesus says, and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. In that room that night, was Judas, as we learned in verse two. And Judas, well, he's the one that's going to turn Jesus over to the authorities to ultimately be killed. And we're told here that Jesus knew that, which means that Jesus is going around the room, he's washing their feet, and then he comes to Judas, and he stoops low, and he pours water over Judas's feet and he washes Judas's feet with the towel, knowing that he was the one that's gonna betray him. Now, I know it said earlier in the text that, that Jesus loved them to the end, but guys, I don't think I could do that. I'm pretty amazed that Jesus could do that, that he would be willing, not only willing, but that he would humbly love and serve the very person that was gonna betray him and hurt him. So why is Jesus doing this? Why is Jesus, on one of the last nights that he's with them, washing the disciples' feet, especially Judas's feet? Why is he doing that? You know, fortunately for us, this is one of those times that Jesus explains why he did this. Let's look at, at verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and, and returned to his place. And he asked them, do you understand what I've done for you? He says, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So why did Jesus wash their feet? Because he wanted to demonstrate and show them 
what it would mean to follow him. You see, to be a disciple, to be a Christ follower, as we talk about it here, it means to do what Jesus does. And in this text, it's very clear. He says, I've set you the example that you should do as I have done for you. You know, campers, I feel like either in our contemporary world or our Western way of thinking, we have diluted discipleship. Discipleship isn't just simply agreeing with an idea or agreeing with a philosophy of someone. Discipleship is adopting the lifestyle of the one you follow. That's, in fact, why the disciples were there that night, right? They left their jobs, they left their family, and they were following Jesus wherever he went and doing the very things that he did. You know, of course, you know, Jesus isn't physically here on earth anymore, so we can't literally follow him place to place like they did. But the heart and the intention of discipleship is forever the same. To be a Christ follower is to adopt a lifestyle of Jesus, to do what Jesus did. And in this case, he's teaching us that if we call him Lord and we call him teacher, and he took the towel, then so should we. And so should we. Now, I want to be careful because anytime we talk about serving, well, we automatically start thinking of like, okay, I got to do more. I got to do more. But I don't think that's what Jesus is doing here. Of course, doing is a part of serving. That, that's true. But I don't think Jesus is saying, I want you to do more. I think what he's really saying is, I want you to become more. I want you to become more. You see that night when Jesus washed the disciples' feet and he said, you should do as I do? I don't think that meant, okay, now you go into every room and you wash people's feet. I don't think it was about the task. I think it was about the kind of person they would need to become. The kind of person you and I need to become. See, Jesus knows something about us. It, he should. He made us. He, he knows that, that who we become and what we do comes from our heart. That, that place inside of us, that, that inner attitude, that, that deep spot that controls kind of our choices and our motivations and, and desires, that place. Look what it says here in Proverbs 4.23. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And you know what? There is an important relationship between taking the towel and our hearts. You know, for me, I've been a Christ follower for, for quite a while, and um, one of the things that I've noticed in my life is that I have resistance to taking the towel and serving others. I, I have this resistance to doing it. You know, I have a great family and great kids, and we, uh, we have a lot of like activities and vacations, all sorts of stuff, all really good things, but my life feels really full. And so when I have a day off or I have time to myself, 
Well, to be honest with you, I wanna do what I wanna do with it. And when somebody says, oh, hey, can you help me with this? Or, hey, can you help me do that? And it starts to impact that time that I have for myself, I have a resistance to pick up that towel. I have a resistance to serve because I'm selfish with my time. Like I am. It's, a, it's an area of, of pridefulness for me. That, uh, pridefulness is that, that spot that when we say to ourselves, like, I want what I want, or any of those kinds of things, when we elevate ourselves above others, that's called pridefulness. And here's the thing, all of us have pridefulness. It's a part of our human condition. And you know where it lives? It lives in our hearts. And when we're prideful in our life, well, it makes us indifferent to the needs of others. And that's why taking the towel is so important. Because more than any other practice, by God's grace, as we take the towel and serve others, it confronts the pridefulness in our hearts. It confronts the idea that I'm better than another person or, or it confronts that I wanna do what I wanna do. It confronts it. It invites humility. And when we are humble, well, it changes the way we view things. Look what Philippians 2 says here. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. There's, there's that word. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others, having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking a form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. You see, humility changes things. It changes the way we view things. It takes the focus off ourselves and it puts it on others. Isn't that what Jesus did that night? That night, Jesus wasn't concerned about himself. He wasn't concerned about the time that he had left. He was concerned about those he loved. So he got up from the meal and he took the towel and he washed their feet. Jesus' way is humble. Jesus' way is humility. And as we take the towel, we invite that same humility in our own hearts. And it has an effect. It begins to change the way we view things. Now, the heart is really difficult to change. I'm just gonna say that up front. The heart is difficult to change. Like, renovating your kitchen is so much easier than renovating your heart because of two reasons. Heart change is slow. There is no quick fix. There's no, like, just add water for heart change. It's slow, and it takes time. And the other thing is, the heart is difficult to navigate. There's a lot of motivations and desires, right? Like, take for example, I'm encouraging us to take the towel and serve others, just like Jesus did. But even that can become an area of pride for us, right? That can become something we do for the wrong reasons. Like, we can serve others just so they'll like us. And we certainly can serve others so that we can appear better than we are or even appear more spiritual than we are. Guys, it's difficult. Heart change is difficult, but it's worth it. And why? Because, well, everything we do and the people that we become 
are from our hearts, are from our hearts. Look, it may be slow, it may be bumpy, but serving changes us. It makes us more humble. It makes us more like Jesus. It changes the way we view things. And when we change the way we view things, well, it changes the way we do things. I don't know if you have things in your life that you get to do. Maybe it's uh, actually renovating your kitchen. Maybe you're someone who likes to do that. Maybe you're someone who likes to cycle or go camping, things like that. I love to play golf. I know I've shared that before. That's something that I feel like I get to do. You know, sometimes I get so excited that uh, I actually lose sleep because I don't want to miss the tea time uh, in the morning. And, uh, and so it's just something I view as that I get to do. Now, for me, guys, there's, there's a difference between a tea time and, and like towel time, right? Like, I'd rather play golf than serve. Like, I, I just would. And, and I share that with you because, well, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Like, this is an area I need to grow in. This is an area that I need to change. Like, I'm still having a hard time not putting myself before others. But can I tell you this? I want to be different. I want to be different. I want to be the kind of person that takes the towel and serves. I want to be the kind of person that's like Jesus. I really do. You know, that's why in this series we're emphasizing these practices because we know they have an effect on our hearts. And every time we take the towel, it changes things. Look at what James Clear says here in Atomic Habits. He says this, every action you take is a vote for the person you wish to become. So if we want to become the kind of people that take the towel and serve others, well, we got to become the kind of people that are looking and listening. we got to have those big eyes and big ears and looking for opportunities to serve others. Like take, for example, small things are what matter. Like take, for example, you're at work this week, the printer runs out of paper, there's an opportunity to take the towel. Maybe it's somebody else's job to do it, but you just fill it this time. Maybe you know a friend or someone you know is gonna move soon, and you're kind of wondering, are they gonna ask me to help? Are they gonna ask me to do it? That's an opportunity to take the towel. Instead of waiting to ask, just simply go to them and say, hey, I'd love to help you. Is there anything that I can do? Guys, if we are looking and listening, there are opportunities to serve all around us. And when you think about it, every time we take that action, every time we grab the towel, it helps us move toward the kind of person we want to become. You know, there's a ministry here at Blackhawk Church that uh, really takes this seriously. In fact, they have a whole program around it called Madison Missions. Madison Missions. And for many years now, over the summer, students come together and serve throughout the week. There's going to be four weeks this summer here at Blackhawk. They come here, they uh, stay at the church, and then they go and they serve throughout Dane County at different nonprofit organizations. And, and then they come back and they reflect on how serving has impacted them. 190 students are gonna be doing it this summer. Now I thought, what a great thing to talk about is serving and how it impacts a person's life. And there's someone here who I'd love for us to hear from. Andrew Kurbisky, come on up here. It'd be great to, give him a hand, guys. At all sites and venues, give him a hand. Thank you, man. It's good to see you. 
Andrew, thanks for joining us and uh, you know, sharing a bit of your heart. And uh, now I know you've been a part of Madison Missions in different ways. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? How have you been involved? Yeah, so I was totally a, a Blackhawk kid. I did all the program when I was younger. And so seeing this opportunity for basically a week-long sleepover at the church, this was a no-brainer for me to do. Um, but honestly, it was absolutely foundational for my faith, not only at that time, but still today. Just so inspiring to be just surrounded by everyone who's so inspired and passionate about serving and just this environment where it's fun, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I was so inspired that I ended up becoming an intern for Madison Missions now two summers ago. So helped plan out the programming and then also was a team leader each week. Uh, and I like that so much that now I'm coming back this summer and I'm gonna be a volunteer team leader in just a week. That's awesome, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about, now as I understand it, Madison Missions is all about just serving and serving in different ways. Tell us how did the practice of serving impact your walk with Jesus, you know, kind of early on? Yeah, so I kind of came into it uh, both as a student and as a leader with this mindset of me doing the helping, right? I'm, I'm going to these service sites. I'm leading the students. It's in the name. You're a leader. You're, you're being God's hands and feet. But what I totally found is that God had so, so much in store to help me and mm. to, to transform me as well. Um, just, just um, one way in particular is he really showed me how big his plan is and that I can, I can you know, try and, try and make my own plans with my own hands, but in the end, his plan is just way bigger. And sometimes I don't even see it, but it is absolutely there. And some not, things don't always go to plan. Um, <laughs> really? Things yeah. don't go to plan. It's shocking. <laughs> um, but even in those times, not only does he work despite things not going to my plan, but he works because of it, and he mm. still makes uses those moments to make beautiful things. Um, one quick example yeah. is how when I was in middle school, we would train, we would like, uh, the teams would, would um, use vans for transportation, and I saw this as these really sweet hot spots for team bonding, and I was really looking forward to that, but it being two years ago, there was still some kind of COVID precautions, right, right. and so we opted for buses as the best okay. way to transport students to stay distanced. And I kind of saw that as a loss because I was really looking forward to this thing that was supposed to be part of the plan. Um, but what I found was that it totally did not matter to God and he was still able to use the buses as these locations for just so many super sweet team bonding moments, um, not only within the teams, but across teams as well. And so he was still able to use that just to make, make some beautiful stuff happen. Did you guys play some fun games on the buses? Yeah, we had some like team versus team stuff. <laughs> so that really helped with like team camaraderie and stuff. And it was, it was yeah. amazing. As a student pastor, there are a lot of uh, unique games you can play on buses. We're not going to talk about those now, but uh, there, are, there are a lot of fun things. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit then how, how God has transformed your heart in, in service. Like what is that, how has that mattered maybe outside you know, of your just Madison missions experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I typically like to be a very planned person. I like to know what's going on, be prepared for, you know, anything that could come my way. And I think that's that's universal, right? I mean, like, it, it's, it's uncomfortable to be, like, in the unknown. The unexpected is absolutely uncomfortable. I think a lot of people would agree. Um, but through serving, he's really taught me to just trust him and that whatever happens, he will use any situation that comes around for his good. Um, and, and I think that that absolutely goes beyond serving, like whether it's, you know, 
you're moving or you're looking for a job or I'm a student, so, so grades, major, all these things, whatever it is in your life, it's so easy to just want to have this tight grasp and to know exactly what's going on. I'm, you know, working through my plan, but service with Madison Missions mm -hmm. and beyond has really showed me that, you know, if you just have this mindset of showing up and taking the towel, offering your heart to be used mm. how God wants to use it, I've seen tangible examples of him being able to use me in ways that I could have never expected. And so then that's taught me outside of service as well to really just trust him and know that his plan is bigger than anything I can comprehend. Mm. Mm. Andrew, that's so true. We, his plan is much bigger than any of us can comprehend for sure. And he can use us in ways we can't imagine. Thanks so much. I know this is a little bit quick, but thanks so much. I just wanted to hear from your heart and your experience. Guys, at all sites, let's give him a hand, would we? Now, I mean, it was really quick, but Andrew, I mean, I don't know if you can see this, but I mean, obviously he had a lot of joy around serving. And for those of you who have had any involvement with Madison Missions, serving is not a chore to them. I mean, they are having a blast. And, and, and there's a reason for that. Like, God actually tells us that when we do these things, that there is blessing to come to us. Look what it says here in verse 17. It says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Campers, it's, we're not gonna be blessed just because we simply know them. We're blessed because of what we do with what we know. You know, just agreeing or even liking the idea of serving doesn't really change things. Change has an effect when we become the kind of people that do the very things that Jesus did. When we're the kind of people that take the towel and serve others. So campers, for us, where are the places in your life? Who are the people in your life that you can take the towel and serve them? I mean, think about this. Maybe you live on your own in an apartment complex. Well, who are your neighbors? What are the ways that you can serve and help them? Maybe you live with a bunch of roommates and you should maybe think about what Charles did, right? He cleaned the kitchen for all of his roommates. And if you're gonna go that route, you're gonna need a lot more towels. Maybe you're a parent in the room. What are the ways that you could serve your kids? And I know your thought in your head is, I already serve my kids. <laughs> I know, me too, I have that same thought. But what are the ways that I can really model this to them? What I can, how can I really show them the different opportunities we have to take the towel? And kids and students, listen up. What about you? How are the ways that you can serve? Hey, I wanna give you a little bit of a pro tip, all right? Let's say your parent or, or someone you're with says, hey, can you clean the table after dinner? Or can you clean your room? Okay, so you do that job, great. But after doing that, Instead of running off to play video games or running outside or just trying to hide so they don't ask you to do something else, you go to your parent or you go to whoever and you say, hey, is there anything else that I can do to help? I mean, come on, that would just change everything. And parents, I know, I can see some of them in here would be just blown. Their mind would be blown. You know, look, if we are looking and we are listening if we are open, like Andrew was saying, with, if we come with open hearts and we show up, God can do things we can't even imagine. And we can do that throughout our community, right? You can serve in food pantries. You can serve at your local school. There's so many ways that we can serve. 
You know, you can even make a difference here at Blackhawk Church. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but every Sunday since Easter, 23 students, 23 kids who have wanted to get into B Kids programming weren't able to get in because we didn't have enough volunteers to open the rooms. Guys, God is bringing us the families. He's bringing us the kids. He just needs some of us to stand up and take up the towel and serve. Now, there's lots of ways you can do this. And if you'd love help to learn more or have a conversation about that right next step, well, we have a place called blackhawk.church forward slash serve. You can go to this on our website. You can fill out the form and someone will contact you and have a conversation about where the right place for you to serve could be. You know, that night when Jesus was with his disciples, one of his last nights, he, he could have asked them to wash his feet. He didn't do that. The culture actually said, Jesus, this is not the job for you. This is the job for someone else. And Jesus' response was, no, it's the job for me. And it's the job for those that follow me. So campers, if we call Jesus Lord, if we call Jesus our teacher, then let's do what Jesus did. Let us become the kind of people that take up the towel and serve. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, your way is humble. Your way is to put us, Lord, above yourself. You saw us in our great need and you came in the form of a servant and you died for us. God, I pray that, Lord, as followers of you, we would take this seriously, that, God, we would look for opportunities to take the towel and, and by doing it, by every step that we take, that you would begin to transform our heart so that we would be more like you and that the world would see you. They would see the servant that you are. They would see the love that you bring. They would see how much you care for them. So God, make us like you. Shape and form us in this way. Amen.